Praise God. Good evening, saints, and Merry Christmas. Tonight we celebrate the fulfillment of God's promise to us that took place in Bethlehem. And so I'm going to ask you if you are able to stand as we read our scripture, which comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses 6 through 7, Luke 2, 6 through 7. I bet you know it already. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. I want to speak to you tonight briefly on the topic, promises, promises, promises. You may be seated. Saints, I am blessed to say that earlier this month I celebrated another birthday. Praise God. And as I mature, I've discovered there are other ways of measuring your age besides years. One of the ways I can tell that I'm getting older is that I have one of those little pill boxes now with the days of the week, right? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And over the years, you know, the configuration changes. There may be more, special pill on Saturday or one on Sunday. And it occurred to me that um, as I get older, I am really entering into this 21st century concept of life that is managed through medicine, better life through medicine. We are participants in the pharmaceutical complex. They tell us that if you're born in a hospital, before you leave, you will have already received medicine, antibiotics, even though you're not sick, you will receive medicine before you leave a hospital. Medicine is a part of our lives. Some of us carry pills in our purse. Some of us make sure it's in our carry-on luggage because we don't want to lose it. It's everywhere. It's pervasive in our culture. And if you look on the internet or you look at print material or radio or TV, you have seen the ads for medicine. Now, my favorite genre is kind of the before and after ad. You know, where they show somebody and they're sad and they're unhappy, and then they take the medicine and they're all better, right? <laughs> the one, you know, the father who's got the bowel thing and he can't get his daughter from school on time, and then he takes the medicine and then she's happy because she gets to play with her dad. Or there's the mom who has the migraines and she can't participate in the life of her family, and then she takes the medicine and then she's playing with her kids. And my favorite is the woman with the overactive bladder. You know that one? Where the little bladder is pulling her away every time she wants to go do something, and then she takes the medicine, and she gets to do what she wants. They all have this pattern, and then they put the name of the, the medicine, make sure you display that prominently, and then cue the music, and we all live happily ever after. 
And then right before the ad ends comes that little voice, right? That little voice. Side effects that may occur while taking this medicine include blurred vision, constipation, decreased sexual desire or ability, diarrhea, dizziness, drowsiness, dry mouth, headache, increased sweating, loss of appetite, muscle aches, nausea, sore throat, tiredness, trouble sleeping or vomiting. Contact your doctor immediately if you experience bizarre behavior, confusion, excessive sweating, dark urine, fainting, fast or irregular heartbeat, fever, chills, hallucinations, loss of coordination, new or worse worsening agitation, anxiety, panic attacks, aggressiveness, impulsiveness, irritability, hostility, restlessness, or inability to sit still, swollen, blistered, or peeling skin. I didn't make that up. Medicine makes promises. It makes all of these promises but it also offers warnings. There are side effects. There are things called contraindications. And then there's this whole kind of analysis of how your demographics will affect your body's ability to actually appropriate the medicine. When you introduce a chemical cocktail into your body, there's the possibility of better living and the possibility of an adverse reaction. In fact, as your body tries to address one, as the medicine tries to address one issue in your body, it might set off something else somewhere else in your body. Sometimes the medicine that you're taking doesn't sit well with another medicine that's in your day-of-the-week pillbox. When you now pick up medicine from the pharmacy, you get a piece of paper, and the piece of paper will list possible side effects, like the ones I just read. It will tell you what drugs you shouldn't be taking with this one, and it might tell you that if you belong to a certain population, you should speak with your doctor first. Now, that piece of paper came to us in the 20th century, around the 1930s, with the Food and Drug Administration. And the reason it happened was because there were medicines that were being produced that were just as harmful as they were helpful. Now you get a piece of paper that comes with a label that gives you the name of the medicine, and it will tell you what it looks like. Just in case the pharmacist made a mistake. The name, what it looks like, and then it will tell you what it does and then it will give you the warnings. That's what's on your sheet. The name, what it does, what it looks like is in a warning. Now, if only the promises of God came with a warning sheet. If only the promises of God told you ahead of time what you were getting yourself into when you decided to say yes to God. We just read Luke chapter 2, but I want you to come with me back to Luke 1 when Mary got a promise from God. Luke 1 says that God sent the angel Gabriel to Mary and he disclosed God's promise to her. He said, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and bear a son. His name will be Jesus. He will be great. 
He will be called the son of the most high God. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will rule over the house of Jacob and his kingdom will never end. It's a great promise. But Mary was a practical girl. And Mary said, now how is all this going to happen? Because I'm not married and I'm not that kind of girl. And the angel said, don't worry. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the child you bear will be called the son of God. And then Mary said, here am I, the servant of the Lord. May it be with me according to your word. Now look at this promise from God. We get the name. God shows up and announces God's name. God says what's going to happen, just like we get with the medical warning. And God even says a little bit about what it's going to look like, that he will be the son of God. And then the angel left, just left with no additional instructions. Nothing else. And what the angel should have said is side effects that may occur while waiting on God's promises include the risk of being stoned for being an unwed teenager, being put away quietly by your fiancé, having to travel during your third trimester to be included in a census, general discomfort, frequent urination, flatulence, mood swings, labor in a strange town with no proper shelter, no women, kinfolk, or explanation for why it had to happen that way, unexpected visits by shepherds who smell like sheep, right? No control over your body, no control over your child, and uncertainty about the future. And should any of these events happen, please remember that these are expected side effects from the promises of God. We read the story of Jesus' birth in Luke chapter 2. And we read about Mary and Joseph and the baby through the lens of centuries of interpretation and tradition. We read it as a part of our ongoing salvation narrative. We know how it's going to end, which is why we shout every time we hear it. The story stretches to include our salvation. We know baby Jesus has to be born because that's the beginning of how we get into the story. But if you look at the narrative itself, in the scope of what Mary and Joseph can see, the circumstances that we celebrate in Luke chapter 2 look nothing like the promise that was made in chapter 1. He'll be great, the Son of God. His throne will last forever. In Luke chapter 2, Mary is laboring, literally with blood, sweat, and tears, in a most unlikely place, unsure of what would happen. And I'm sure somewhere in the back of her mind, between those pains, she's thinking, this is not how I thought this thing was going to work out. And I want you to stay with me here for just a second, because I think it's the case that some of us, like Mary, we're minding our own business and doing our own thing and doing okay until the promise of God comes along. 
And God shows up, and we said yes, and our lives have been turned upside down, and we've got blood, sweat, and tears, and we didn't think it would be like that. We heard the voice of the Lord telling us to embark on a new adventure, and we found ourselves at the end of the road in a cave somewhere wondering, what is happening to me? Some of us overcome by the power of the Holy Ghost, and we said yes, and now it seems like the Holy Ghost is ghosting us, <laughs> right? We can't hear from God, and we would like to know what is going to happen. Ever since God showed up and we said yes, things have been challenging. From the day God started a work in us, from the moment that that promise began in us, some of us have been laboring and laboring with no end in sight and no warning label. So in the absence of that warning label, we turn to God's word to try to learn something from the story of Mary that might help us in our own situation. And the first thing I want us to learn from Mary's story is that the promise of God always has a purpose. The promise of God always has a purpose. Now, think about it. When you take that medicine, the medicine you put in your mouth is designed to do a specific job. It has a purpose. And in order to achieve its goal, it has to get to its target. Stay with me. You take a pill that promises to do whatever it is it's supposed to do, but it's got to find its target in order to get there. Let's say you want, um, you're taking an antacid. You take the medicine, put it in your mouth, but it has to work its way down your throat, your esophagus, into your digestive system, and depending on what it's going to do and how it works, it may then have to get into your bloodstream to do what it's supposed to do. The medicine has to use other systems on its way to its target. Stay with me. Because what that means is that sometimes in order for God to do God's work in us, when God kind of enacts his purpose in us, he's got to make, the thing has to make its way to its destination in us. Um, so Mary, Mary gets a promise from God, you're going to have a child. But the promise has side effects. Her whole body gets blown up. Her whole soul has to adjust. When God plants a promise in you, it is going to change you. There will be side effects from God doing a work in you. In order for God to activate the purpose in you, God is going to have to move through some other systems to get to the target. Sometimes the promise has to work through hurt and anger and unforgiveness before the promise can begin to be revealed. 
Or sometimes God's promise and plan can't be realized because we've experienced trauma. And then around the trauma, there's denial. And around the denial, there is fear. And around the fear, there is a lack of support. And so all of that has to be worked through to begin the work of healing so that God's promise can be realized. Some of us will experience a new call but we have attachment to our old role. We have an established identity. People know who we are. We have comfort in the status quo. And the medicine has to bust that up to get where God wants us to be so that God's purpose is realized. There will be side effects in your life because God's promise has a purpose. Oh my is right. God's promise has a purpose. God's promise is also a prophylactic. Mm. There are two ways to fight a disease. One is therapeutic. That's when you've already got the disease, right? You have the flu, and so you take the flu medicine and you lay down. But prophylactic means preventative, precautionary, protective, a barrier. Prophylactic, I can't even say it. Prophylactic treatment is something that you do ahead of time so that the disease doesn't affect you. Prophylactic treatment keeps that foolishness from coming into your system in the first place. So think about it. Mary and Joseph are living into this promise that God has called them, which means they literally have to move. They had to physically move to Bethlehem. That was not an easy trip. Then later on, they had to move to Egypt. Unexpected, inconvenient, and difficult moves, and they were prophylactic. Think about the moves in your life. Think about the things that have been removed. Think about the disappointments. Think about what you lost that mattered to you. Some of that might have been prophylactic. I didn't get the job. She didn't say yes. My child has their own mind and they're not gonna live out my dreams. I'm not in the in crowd, I'm not on the A-list. Prophylactic. There are things in our system that will not interact well with medicine. There are things that will not allow the medicine to work well. Habits, relationships, attitudes, teaching that will interact badly with God's purpose for your life. You cannot walk into God's purpose with that attitude and you won't be able to change the world for Christ with that habit. God cannot take you with some of those attachments. God cannot move forward with attachments that you dignify with the word relationship. Uh 
The promise of God will remove things to preserve you. The promise of God will take down things so that you can fulfill the purpose for which God created you. The promise of God is prophylactic. It will remove, it will take away, it will let that foolishness run its course, it will let you wear yourself out trying to make yourself happy outside of God's will. Because the promise of God is larger than our foolishness. The promise of God is prophylactic. God is the keeper. And God's promises will preserve us whether we cooperate or not. The promise of God has a purpose. The promise of God is a prophylactic, and the promise of God is a process. Yeah. Luke 2 begins with Mary and Joseph on a journey to Bethlehem. But the fact of the matter is, from the moment that Mary encountered that angel, she was on a journey. On this night, when we celebrate the birth of the Christ child, we must acknowledge what Mary had already figured out. That the promise of Jesus' birth didn't end with Jesus' birth. God is eternal. And so God's plans are eternal. Which means every ending in our life is a beginning with God. You know, have you ever seen a woman who's like really pregnant? She's really pregnant and she can't sleep and she looks unhappy and she looks uncomfortable and, you know, her face started to get all funny looking and everything's wrong. Her shoes don't fit. And all she says is, I can't wait till this is over. What's over? What's over? You give birth to a child and then spend the rest of your life worrying. There's no over with the promises of God. So the point of God's promises is never just to end. The point of God's promises to change us. God's promise works through us and works to us. We are the side effects of God's promise. God made a promise, and in order for God to fulfill that promise, God is going to work in us in such a way that we are changed forever. Mary and Joseph were never the same because they allowed God to start with a promise inside of them that had the power to change the world. And tonight, every single one of us has the opportunity to say yes to that same promise. Tonight, every single one of us has the opportunity to say, God, do a work in me that will disrupt who I am and take away what I don't need and make me into the creature that you designed me to be, not just for me, but for the benefit of your purpose in this world. The promise that God made to Mary was a promise for her. 
But there are promises that God wants to make in each one of us. So tonight, as we celebrate the birth of this child who was born under obscure circumstances by people who were unknown, remember that that unknown child born in a cave changed the world because of the promises of God. The promises of God. God's promises, promises, promises. Amen.